0: Here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> SAFM. 106.6 FM in Mangaung. <laughs> Song is on my on SAFM. Nation Builder partnering for measured impact. There has been a market decrease in both private sector and government funding to address the social ills in our nation at a time when social needs have increased quite dramatically, according to a recent survey by Nation Builder. Seventy-two percent of NPOs said demand for their services had increased while experiencing in the opposite direction a decrease in funding. This means both social investors and implementing organizations or non-profit organizations urgently have to reprioritize the effective deployment of resources for the greatest possible long-term sustainable social impact. Our next guest argues that there is a need for more collaboration to ensure amplified social development. Because of shortage of time, we're going to break the segment up, obviously. We're going to speak until news, and then immediately after news, we're going to carry on. But for now, let's make welcome, please, Ms. Kerry lee Puschell, Executive Trustee at Nation Builder. Kerry lee thank you for joining us. Welcome to SFM.
1: Good evening. It's wonderful to be with you.
0: It is true that of the many things we know in this country is that some of the fissures that for long we had glossed over suddenly came through to the bear and well, what a fractured nation we really were when one looks at the social ills that South Africa actually has.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think COVID-19 definitely highlighted a lot of what is truly happening in our nation and um, also highlighted the absolute need and importance of the not-for-profit sector and how the we like to call them for-purpose sector almost um, – has such an important role to play in strengthening the social fabric and and making sure that there's capacity available to come alongside government interventions and um, work together with business to ensure that we are keeping our social fabric as strong as we can and actually building it stronger going forward.
0: Let's talk about the inevitable rationalization, both in terms of staff, resources, time even, and in some instances certain NPO's who have a geographical presence, rationalization of even office space. What happens in an organization when they are faced with an inevitable question as to how do we start streamlining? Where do we start streamlining? For the most part, one would think salaries is one of the biggest expenses for an organization. And that's probably at times where they have to start, especially an NPO that doesn't rely on profit, but rather on funding.
1: Yeah, so we found with um, COVID-19, it's been really interesting to see how the organizations have shown, shown incredible resilience. And so they've actually started partnering more and more with one another to reduce duplication, to ensure that All the resources that are available are used to their maximum. Um, We do know organizations that have taken salary cuts, um, but have also had an increase in volunteers. Uh, But there's also, I think, part of what we're busy with at the moment, which is actually an impact management reporting guideline. And part of that guideline has been looking at the importance of making sure that these organizations can be sustainable. So so it is important that the staff can be remunerated and the staff can continue to work because the strength of being able to support the people around them lies in the fact that, that the people that are actually help, providing interventions themselves are able to keep going and are able to access psychosocial support so that they themselves can be this to be there in the very difficult situations that... Um, are presenting themselves within different spaces in our country.
0: Let's take a break now. With your permission, please, Kerry Lee, we have reached time for news. We are certainly going to carry this conversation over into the next hour. And we're especially going to focus on a critical mass in the community who probably are bearing the biggest of the brunt when we talk about NPOs and related spaces that are now facing the uphills in relation to their work as well as their mandate, and that is ECDs, Early Childhood Development Centres. A word on that after the news. We are in conversation still with Ms. Kerry Lee Paschal, Executive Trustee at Nation Builder, talking to us about Nation Builder partnering for measured impact. Of course, the impact of COVID-19, among many other challenges, especially of the last year, that has had on NPOs whose workload, of course, has increased, or certainly the demand for their services has increased. But in the opposite direction, the availability of funding has decreased because of all the economic challenges the world has since been plunged into because of, among other things, COVID-19. I had put to her before the ad break that we would probably focus a question or two insofar as it relates to early childhood development centers, because they have been very much in the frontiers, certainly in terms of how I've researched this topic, in asking for interventions because the persons who are most affected by what I've just described are children. Do you want to spend some time talking then about the impact of COVID 19, the work of NPOs in these spaces, the increased demand? the decreased resources and how especially ECDs have been left in the wind, as it were?
1: Yeah, so um, when we look at the development sector, it's a decrease in funding. Um, So many of the corporates and many other businesses who have been substantial investors in social development entities have have themselves been impacted by COVID-19 and therefore their funding has declined quite substantially. We've also seen a lot of foreign aid decrease um, into our social development sector. And so, as you said, this creates such a pinch um, for the not-for-profits who are trying to meet a need that has ballooned with increased unemployment and all the other ramifications that have come with COVID-19. And so this there's a very tricky space that our, our not-for-profit community are finding themselves in, and that's bringing them to a place where they're needing to collaborate more with one another and find innovative and new ways to actually roll out their different programs and, and have the impact and have the greatest impact possible in the um, areas that they're working in. And so one of the ways that we've seen um, this really help is, is if the not-for-profits can understand what interventions they are implementing are having the greatest impact and which ones are having less impact, it helps them, one, understand who to partner best with, and two, where to put their efforts and, and resources to try and have the greatest impact. And so that's why we're really excited about the impact management guidelines that we launch in tomorrow, mm-hmm. because this is a an entity or a, a, a tool, a resource that is truly going to help everybody from ECDs through to people working in skills development and a multitude of different disciplines within the social development sector to help people align the way that they look at reporting, the way that they address their reporting, so that we can and it's only a very small step in the right direction, but to start getting an idea of where the greatest impact is taking place so that we can amplify those projects and amplify those in- initiatives.
0: I mean, this guideline is the result of an 18-month collaboration between nearly some what, 100 social investors and non-profit organizations. In, in your community, that's the Nation Builder community, to create a shared solution. The question is I mean, for those who are listening now, and of course, will be following the guideline, what are some of those postulations, if you will, a proposal insofar as that can we work together? How can we find each other? Can where there is an instance of overlap, then we redistribute the resources so that we don't, if you like, commit funds more than they might necessarily be required in other words taking away the impact of overlap just basically how can organisations reconfigure themselves in this environment Mm.
1: so I think that's a really important question is how do we partner effectively and I think that is one of the things that this guideline is so rich in where we've had your investor community and your not-for-profit community spending multiple hours and days together workshopping how both Investor and not-for-profit can partner effectively with either peers or within that relationship between the investor and the implementer. And so there's a really helpful process on how to partner where you define what your roles are up front. And from there, you can identify who is taking responsibility for what parts of the impact that you're wanting to accomplish. And then putting very clear deliverables and measurables in place right at the onset so that as you join together, you can actually start reporting on it together. You can start applying for funding together or, or trying to mobilize more people to support the different initiatives together. And so there's such a beautiful journey that people can go on so that they can be more effective in the way that they partner and and really streamline um, their processes to achieve great impact on the re- of the our nation.
0: Very well. Let's leave it there, Ms. Kerry lee Thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to the rollout of the impact management, impact management reporting guideline. And certainly it is our hope that NPOs can follow to a large extent, if not to a full extent, what you propose there. Certainly it is worth engaging.
1: Thank you very much. It was lovely being with you.
0: It certainly was for me too. A pleasure, Ms. Kerri Lee Pashal, Executive Trustee at Nation Builder. Let's move on now. Of course, it's Wednesday. #Hashtag Business on Wednesday. Goody tutors with khordi Mohajjan.